Welcome to Inside the 18, live from our new studio here in Santa Monica, California. <laughs> this is amazing. Look at this thing. This is the coolest thing ever. I love the, the decor. We got the balls here. We got this logo. We got all sorts of different cool little soccer knickknacks in the background. Uh, I'm Michael Madgett. Uh, with me is a 1999 Women's World Cup champion goalkeeper, Saskia Weber. Uh, no Hi Patrick guys. McLean today. Uh, unfortunately, he had a, I guess not unfortunately, fortunately, he had an audition. So uh, we wish uh, Patrick the best. Uh, probably by the time that you're listening to this, he's probably a big movie star. And uh, <laughs> and so, Saskia, thank you for so much for becoming the new co-host on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate See that. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that, Saskia, we just always have to do some sort of weird audio thing every single time to make sure that she has to come back. You know, just like, oh, I don't know. It was just the lighting that time. <laughs> It was the audio that time, and then uh, and then she's just back every week. That's just the way. I sabotage it. Yeah, you sabotage it on purpose because you yeah. want it. This is what you want to do with your afternoons. So. This is absolutely true, <laughs> especially with our new set. This is so cool. I'm not gonna lie. I like love it. I came in here and I was like. This is adorable. And maybe that's not like the cool thing that's to say. That's not, not the cool thing. No, probably not. Um, but I, I just love I just <laughs> love it because it like it feels so professional. It feels very professional. It's good. Yeah. I like, love it. Yeah, like I feel like I should be wearing a suit or something like that. Maybe I should the go day that. we get you dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> that should be interesting. All right. Um, guys, uh, a couple things before we get into the episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking Champions League. We're going to be breaking down all the games because there were some absolutely incredible performances by different goalkeepers. And we are going to talk about that Ben Foster performance by, against Chelsea over the weekend too, so don't worry about that. Uh, I want to just shout out to everybody who's been uh, reaching out and uh, leaving reviews. Over 130 worldwide. Um, let's try to get to 150 uh, worldwide. Uh, we're at 110 in the United States, which is pretty darn good. And again, guys, please leave your Instagram or Twitter handle in your review because then that way I can send you guys your surprise. Okay. Otherwise, I don't know where to send it. If it's just some anonymous, uh, thank you for the review. I appreciate it. But if you send it just an anonymous thing, I don't know what to do with it. Um, and, uh, and I want to make sure that everybody gets compensated. Uh, that's, that's the capitalist world that we live in right now. Uh, you, you give me something, I give you something back. That's, uh, that's how it works out. Um, actually, we've been giving out some of these Roughneck Scarves. And uh, shout out to insider Cody Santangelo uh, from Indianapolis, who actually had bought one of these scarves. Because he's like, hey, I didn't win anything. Can I still get the scarf? I'm like, yes, absolutely. And uh, if you guys want to do that, guys, just... Uh, Reach out to us, DM us, you know. There's also a link that I can send you as well, too. Um, and also, remember, it's roughneckscarves.com, promo code I18 if you want other amazing scarves from the Roughneck Collection outside of the Inside the 18 one. I don't know why you would want anything other than ours. Um, but they're the official scarf provider of Major League Soccer, NCAA, um, all sorts of other uh, organizations, the NHL that I can't yeah. think of off the top of my head. Uh, it's the sparkling water. I think it's getting to my head. I think that's what's going on right here. Um, hmm. Stick with the flat. Stick with the flat. Yeah, I think the flat's the way to go. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, uh, 10-year-old insider Henry Saval for listing us in his top five podcasts that he listens to. Um, guys, by the way, he's not just a 10-year-old. This guy's a real student of the game in the UK. And honestly, it was really... It was really, honestly, really humbling, and I was just really honored to have that, like, this weekend when I saw that, that we were on that, because I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid could be listening to any sort of podcast or music or whatever, and he chooses to listen to Inside the 18. It's just pretty amazing. So. Well, yeah, he should be. Yeah. Everybody should be. <laughs> well, thank you. I have water in my eye right now. I just, I just saw that. that. I was like, yeah. are you sweating? I have Am sparkling I water out? in my <laughs> eye. That's what happens. That's what happens when we have to put stuff together. It's like, don't cry. All right. Um, let's get to some of these reviews real quick, and then we're going to get into the episode. Uh, this one comes from uh, Abba Juice, 
and uh, I think that's a surname. I, I don't think uh, that's a that's a real name. It's probably a handle. It goes, thank you, exclamation point. I love listening to this podcast. My son is a keeper, and it helps me understand where he's coming from, and also you help him understand he's not alone. Being a goalkeeper is, in my opinion, the hardest position in soccer and the most underrated. Um, honestly, that's really cool to hear. Um because uh, I know it's got to be difficult, you know, being the parent of a goalkeeper because obviously, Saskia, you know, you, you work with a lot of young goalkeepers. There's definitely a lot of scrutiny and uh, because of the, a lack of uh, understanding or education of the position, a lot of times uh, kids feel a little bit, um, I don't want to say like they're, uh, they're an outcast. But a little isolated. Yeah, a little isolated. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why, we, you know, that's why the podcast is here and is so important. Um, because a lot of the coaches don't understand the position. And because of that, it's like they focus on the field players and it's just like, oh, just, you know, go stand over there and when the ball gets to you, save it. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, to incorporate them into every practice, make them feel important because they are, because when it comes down to the game, they're the ones, you know, running the team. So, um, you know, coaches really need to focus on that. Yeah, and, and I think for parents out there to understand too that, you know, make sure that your goalkeeper – recognizes that they're not only just an important part of the team, but they are part of the team, you know, yeah. and, and keep them socializing with the other kids. You know, I think one of the great things I see with a lot of uh, uh, parents out there is that they make sure that their goalkeepers socialize with the field players outside of soccer too, Absolutely. you know, because that's how you build a rapport with your teammates basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you're, you're a part of the team period. You know, it's a different position. Your, your game is different. What your skills are, are different to some degree, but Absolutely, socialize with your team, let them get to know you, but you're not isolated, you're not alone. Trust me on that, you're not alone yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks again, uh, honestly, for that for that uh, review right there. And uh, here's another one. This one's actually from GKBJ2009, and it just goes, love the podcast, exclamation point. I'm like, honestly, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> uh, so thank you, shout out for that. Uh, I know uh, BJ's got some uh, questions as well, too, that we're going to get to uh, in a future episode. But uh, right now, I want to get to this question really quickly. Uh, this uh, comes from uh, Grange for Keeper, which is uh, Granger Monroe. And he goes, hi, I've been listening for a while now, and everything you post is so helpful. I've learned how to do drills with various techniques, and although I played at the university level, I still find myself learning different things from your various pods. I have a question. I was wondering if you have any advice you could give. I coach a U11 goalkeeper, and they are very uncoordinated, unathletic, and struggle to catch the ball. He keeps slapping it at it and usually misses it. I have worked with him on catching lightly tossed balls and how to parry a harder shot, but he still keeps doing it. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Have a good one. Uh, Saskia, I'll open this up to you. Um, it's, it, it's incredibly important. I mean, I w we were talking about how much um, goalkeepers have to get back to holding on, catching the ball, and basics are, are really important. Uh, I have my goalkeepers, whether it's summer training, when they're not with me, I, I have them take a ball and go against the wall. And hit volleys, catch. Whether it's work on their throwing, catch. But everything they do is focusing on proper catching technique. And it's repetition over and over again. And I think that I'm pretty sure that I would like him not to be pairing the ball yet. I can't, I can't imagine you're kicking the ball that hard at him. That even those hard shots, I tell my keepers, I'd rather see you in practice make the attempt to catch that ball than just automatically parry it. Because the stronger your hands get, the harder I will be able to kick the ball. Test it. If I see that you're trying to catch it and I realize that it's just, you know, a strength issue, we'll get you stronger. And I think that that's the important fact. You know, just keep at it. I do something that not a lot of goalkeeper coaches do. I think I make my kids not use their gloves for a little bit. 
I think kids like whether it's with finger saves or this or that, a lot of kids' gloves are too this big. This is why we're not sponsored by any glove company whatsoever, guys. <laughs> um, Just to make everyone go clear, <laughs> there is no right glove in. sponsorship to this podcast oh at all. There's a bigger story behind that. Okay, I do that because um, a lot of kids, they're not wearing the, the best gloves. Sometimes their gloves are too big. Sometimes they, their finger saves this. I like my kids to learn how to strengthen their hands. And... A lot of them are shocked because they're like, oh, my God, my, my hand like sticks to the ball. I can feel the ball and everything. I'm like, yes, feel the ball. Catch the ball. Then put your gloves on. Then understand and gain your strength. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, <laughs> I also said is that we, did, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago that we released that was just on handling. To so go back and listen to that episode, it's with Todd Hofford. He's mm-hmm. the goalkeeper coach for Real Salt Lake. He works with Nick Romando, some very high-level goalkeepers. And Nick is one of these guys who's really good at holding on to clean mm-hmm. balls. Uh, you know, even though he, he may not be the biggest guy in the world, his footwork is so solid that he gets there in time and still be able to handle on the ball. You know, and that ball's coming in pretty hard, darn hard. So I think one of the other things I make sure is that you're reaching for the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I always tell uh, my students, uh, don't let the ball play you. You catch the ball. Okay, so reach and catch the ball. Meet the ball with energy. Don't let the energy hit you. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, (laughs) and I think when, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of kids, I think, slap are slapping at it and usually miss it is a simple matter of like their hand positioning, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you're, if your hand is just jamming at a ball like this, Mm -hmm. you know, well then what's going to happen? You can't catch a ball. I want to always make sure that their curvature, that they've got their palms facing each other. That way, when they go up for that contour, like it's contained right in there. You know, that's what you kind of want to do. That's why I love having the video element into this podcast here so everyone can see what I'm doing. That's how I catch (laughs) a ball, guys. It's a, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little interesting. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, Granger, if you've, you've got any more questions, feel free to reach out to us. I know Saskia is very available, too, so feel Absolutely. free to DM her, too. Um, but I really want to get into Champions League, and I really want to get into the EPL uh, first because uh, so much has happened, guys. And at first, I want to start off with this Ben Foster uh, performance this weekend. This was absolutely unreal, wasn't you it? You organized these so wrong. Oh, did I organize okay. this completely wrong? <laughs> it's okay. all right. Okay. <laughs> Go all right. ahead. <laughs> okay, my bad. Uh, I apparently uh, d- disorganized it. Oh, first, no, no, first I was going to, we were going to talk about, that's right, the See? Union Berlin thing. That's right. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. We're not professional. That's why we're not sponsored by any glove company whatsoever. <laughs> There's no association. It's called the Bare Hand Company. <laughs> it's the Bare Hand Company. Uh, okay, no, first off, uh, so Union Berlin goal- goalkeeper Rafael Geek. Geekwitz, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, he's being pr- praised for his bravery for stopping his team's mass fans. Essentially, I don't know if you guys are familiar. A lot of you people out there listening might not be, uh, you know, big fans of the European game. There's what's called the ultras, which are kind of these crazy fans that kind of are always behind the goal and, and they get a little rowdy sometimes. Well, there was a, a derby between uh, Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin in the Bundesliga this weekend, and uh, the uh, the Union Berlin ultras were about to go after the uh, Hertha uh, right. uh, players and uh, the Union Berlin goalkeeper stepped in, which is a scary thing to do, and and stopped them, literally physically keeping them away from the Hertha, from the Hertha supporters and Hertha players. Um, honestly, this is what, in, in my opinion, this is what being a true goalkeeper is all about <laughs> because, you know, the thing is, is that we talk about the goalkeeper's union, but this guy is just a human union, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he just cares about others. And honestly, um, I don't know if I could do this. This is, this is really, I, I'd be scared to death. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just petrified right here, right now, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I, I'm glad he's being praised for what he did in a sense. I think it's, 
it's crazy that it had to get to that level. And um, it reminds me of like Monica Seles getting stabbed, like things like that. Like you don't know what those fans are gonna do. And although, yes, you protected your team and everything, what if? What if? And where is security? Where are the other people? Like, by the time they get onto the field, those they shouldn't even get close to those players. No, and that's the thing, is that the fact that the, these players can even get to the field, I mean, not the players, the uh, the ultras can get to yeah. the field, that's that's really scary, and I think the Bundesliga needs to look in. Yeah, where are all the little guys in the yellow jackets? Yeah, oh yeah, those guys with the yellow jackets. That are always watching the, the yeah. not the game stands. That's right. Yeah. forgot about those guys. I'm like, they must well, not like soccer. Do we have those yellow guys in, 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 <laughs> in MLS so. and NWSL? But, well, but seriously, where were they? Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And also, you know, when you're talking about a Derby, Hertha, Union, it's East Berlin, West Berlin. Right, so you know there's going to be You know issues. there's going to be tension because right. it's not just a, a soccer thing here. Now we're talking about a cultural thing as well going absolutely. on too. Um, so anyway, uh, thankfully no one got hurt. Um, so, you know, praise to Ra Rafa for that. Um, all right, now we're going to move on to Ben okay. Foster. Can we move on to Ben Foster yes. now? Okay, so uh, for those of you guys who are unfamiliar, Ben Foster uh, for Watford had an incredible game against Chelsea this weekend Amazing in game. English Premier League. Uh, he had like eight saves, and we kind of wanted to go over these. Uh, I wanted to... Honestly, eight saves. We're not going to go over eight saves. That's that would be a four-hour episode. But uh, we did want to break down some of these to you because they were really important. Uh, first off, I want to go on the seventeenth minute. Um, this is a shot that's deflected off mount. Um, the strike. Abraham gets it into the six. Foster was already in position. Tried to move, and the ball's hit with pace, and he just shoots body positive. Just gets a little ball, scurries across, and it's cleared. Um, we're going to watch this real quick so we can kind of uh, get a good gauge of it again here. Um, as you can see, miss hit right there to Abraham, and then look at that yeah, shape right there. Look at his footwork in this. Okay, so he ha he comes back but he, every time he and I tell my keepers this is what even if you're moving in a negative negative motion, you're still leaning, your body's still positive. So even if you're going backwards, you're still leaning forward. So if you have to change direction, if you have to move, you're on the balls of your feet and you can react. And that's exactly what happens here. He's backing up, then he has to change. Then he has to change again. And the entire time, like you said, body positive. I like that. Yeah. I've never used that term before. <laughs> going to have to. And, and instant reaction. Had he been on his heels or flat-footed, total different scenario. Com completely different scenario. And, you know, and I know so I've heard some people, and by the way, you trolls out there, I mean, have to find something negative with everything. <laughs> But and they go well. Look at where. Look at the ball. Look where the ball was parried. Look at that space <laughs> it was parried. It's like, dude, dude, he was literally leaning another direction. The ball, and, and he has to return his body. See, like, I don't mind that parry. Yeah. Because of the amount of moving he had to do, like. This you're not gonna tell your kid to catch that ball. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be that picky on this one. Okay. I, I won't. I okay. think I think it's a great save. Yeah, I think it's a great save too. Plus, plus the thing is, is look at how Abraham. I mean, he strikes this with power too. So. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a, it's a tough one. And luckily again, his defenders organized, they clear the ball right there. Um, so I think that's pretty big time. All right, let's move on now. Let's go into the 18th minute. So literally a minute later, uh, this is, this was, this honestly might be one of the best saves I've seen literally this season. Uh, just absolutely unreal. Um, basically what happens is, uh, so William, he plays an outswinging ball, uh, into the box and a little Christian, Polisic, little American little Christian, Christian Polisic, he gets his little little dolphin head up to that <laughs> ball, and uh, and he flicks it. And this is a tough a tough one for a goalkeeper because he didn't get a lot on that ball, but he loops it towards the goal, so it's going to the back post. And essentially, Ben Foster has to reposition himself. He's got to get his footwork in, and he's got to go across. And because that ball doesn't have a lot of pace on it, it's just kind of high in the air. It doesn't drop till near the end, and then that way he kind of has to get that that big shove out of the way right there too, as we can kind of see right here. 
boom. Okay, this is indicative of just keep the ball out of net yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Okay, because if you want to break it down technically, there's a lot I could say technically, but keep the ball out of the net. Yeah. All right, he, his footwork, he got across the goal. Yeah, technically, you're supposed to go with your top hand and everything like that. But because it looped over, like you said, and dropped in behind, he used his backhand to make the save. And he, if he had gone up with it, I think it's in the, gone net. in the goal. Yeah. Right? So he has the wherewithal to know that he's got to go around the post. Yeah. And that's, that is, you are on your game. I think that's also game. the showing that goalkeepers can't be robots. Like, we got to be improvisational and we got to deal with reality. I always tell kids in sessions, hey, just because I said this is what happened and that didn't happen, don't do what I told you to do. Right. Do what actually you should do based on that kind of a ball. Um, I also think it's another thing that following the flight of the ball all the way through with your nose keeps your eyes on it. Even if you're slightly out of position, mm -hmm. you can still get a little touch away because you're following that path the whole time. And it's one of those things like now, you don't give up on it. Yeah. You don't give up on it. How many times have you seen keepers that are like, stop? Like, oh, it got, it's over. Oh, I've done that. Oh, it's, <laughs> I've done that. I've like seen that ball and I go, ah. A couple steps, like there, there's nothing technically right about this save other than it's a great save and it's that's goalkeeping period yeah. keep the ball in the net yeah uh i mean honestly it, it's one of those things where uh i know you're just going to be praised you know for the athleticism Absolutely. of it um but at the end of the day you know just do whatever you need to do yeah. in order to keep that ball and up the fo footwork yeah, Praise him on that. the footwork was really was good. The footwork was actually really good. If we, I just really quickly, if we go back to that footwork right there, because he's near post, but again, his weight, his see that that's a little shuffle step. So does he know he's got a little crossover a, into a, a shuffle? Crossover into a shuffle. It's yeah. it's great, great, great footwork. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on into this one. This is in the 29th minute right here. Uh, this was this was pretty darn good. So basically, what happens is uh, Mason Mount right footed shot from outside the box is staved in the top right corner. It's from distance. Mount gets by three defenders. He finds separation, which is kind of similar to what we saw with the Brad Guzan situation mm -hmm. uh, from De Leon. He releases a bullet to the back post. Foster gets a touch to get it onto the post. This is a very difficult save to make because, again, it's a quick track, a drop step to a top-hand push, and you need a strong wrist to be able to make this happen because this is, this is not easy right here, as we see. Boom. So here, no, nope, that's not the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. All right. So separation, look at that bullet, boom. It's just a little touch, redirection. Okay, I, I heard Saskia's uh, so sigh. No, so, okay, I okay. Think I, look, he had an amazing game. And yeah, the yeah. reasons for this, look at his positioning, where he is in the, in the six-yard box. He's, he's about two yards off his line, yeah. which is where he should be. Yeah. Okay, he, and he's not too far near post. And we, I'm sure we'll get into a couple other games that we'll watch in a minute that I'll be like, too far near post. Yeah. But he's not too far near post. It gives him the ability to make that save far post. Yeah. If you're too far near post on that, it's in the, it's in the net. Yeah. And I, th I think the thing is, too, is that, you know, people, again, arguing is like, well, you should have played that ball. It's like that ball was coming in with such pace. He was just trying to redirect that if ball. If you saw that when they replayed it on close up and he touched that ball, the whole entire goal shook yeah like that's how hard that ball came in it was yeah. like vibrating yeah so to get a little touch on that that's all it needed but had he overplayed his near post it's a goal yeah um i think that i mean i, I think honestly that's a big time save in my opinion Absolutely. right there um all right do we want to talk about this one the end line uh Pulisic <laughs> one difficult angle because i think this is one here so I'm, I'm gonna bring this one up right here i think this is one that a lot of times not that one uh, uh this one right here okay 
as we get to it. Okay, so Polisic basically what he does is he goes takes takes it to end line. Okay, there's two Watford players onto the near post. Foster goes to the near post, and as that ball comes in, Foster gets just a touch with the leg save because Polisic his whole idea was just to slip that ball into the back right. post right there. I think that's a great save in my opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do too. Okay. I think on this one save, he was still moving and his weight wasn't forward. Okay. However, it's so tight in close. Again, I'm going to go back to whatever keeps it out of the net. Okay. And I tell, like, some of my kids are so into this kick save and this leg save. There's a fundamental difference on a breakaway or something like that where if you're standing somebody up and your reaction kicks a ball. And you going in with your feet first. <laughs> Do you, yeah, know, yeah. you know the yeah. difference? So th- there's a difference, and kids need to understand that. Yeah. You coming in and sliding into second base feet first, that's that's not working for me. But yeah. just a quick kick save as a reaction from an in-tight shot, that's fine. I like his positioning on the near post right here. Yeah. Um, that, I think, is what saved him right there. Because I think if he had been one step in front, I think he gets caught there. I think if he's one step back, I think he gets caught there. But he's just in... Just enough of a position that he's cutting off that back post right there. So, uh, yeah. Keep it out of the net. Keep it out of the net. <laughs> uh, and then finally, um, I want to give a shout-out to Keppa because uh, we talked about this, you know, in the past. We've talked about the fact that, you know, a lot of times a goalkeeper might not have a lot to do, and then all of a sudden they're kind of called upon at the last minute, and you got to stay focused. you got to be in that moment. I know you've been in those positions I before. I told you, it's one of the hardest things about playing for the U.S. women's team was – no, sh- no saves and one goal against. <laughs> it's like a horrible stat. You know, so you got to keep yourself, you never know, 90th minute, have to come up with one save, and that's the save that saves the game. So basically what happened is uh, actually Ben Foster came up. This is the 95th minute, um, and uh, Watford, basically they almost got the draw. They almost got yeah. the draw because Ben Foster in the 95th minute uh, got the header on. Um, he hits it low at Keppa, and Keppa goes with a low hand save at the death. Um, and then my favorite part about this whole thing, and you guys all have to go back and watch the replay of this because they both, he gets up, he grabs, uh, uh, Ben Foster grabs Keppa, and then they both embrace, which I just thought was just such goalkeeper's union right there. Yeah. You know, which is why we have no affiliation to any glove company whatsoever, whatsoever. because we believe in all different, all glove companies. And <laughs> it's our new theme. It's our new theme. Um, no, but that's how it should be. Sometimes you got to clap. You just have to. You have to have that respect. It's the same as if you're a field player, you know, and somebody does, has a great breakaway or puts the ball in the upper 90 off a full, you know, full volley or something. You just got to stand back and clap sometimes. And it's great. It's great camaraderie, and it sh- it's a great picture for children out there yeah no and I think that was one of the reasons why you know personally from the inside the 18 account you know which which Patrick and I run is that you know I decided to screenshot that and send that out and I just wanted to say I wanted every kid out there to see this yeah because you know anytime I've, I've seen any sort of animosity between goalkeepers from another team and the other team I say oh man you know you guys may play on different teams right now but you know you never know what the future holds and we're all we're all in that same union so you know Let's stay connected Absolutely. and let's stay respect each other. Um, speaking of that, let's let's give some love to some guys that don't give a lot of love because they play at maybe <laughs> smaller clubs. Uh, I want to go into this uh, Barca-Slavia Prague uh, result uh, because the keeper, uh, Onje Kolar, was phenomenal in this game. Again, it was getting shelled. I mean, and you're talking about from some world-class players coming at you left and right. For those of you guys who are unfamiliar with, uh, with Kolar, um, he's got 13 clean sheets in the Czech First Division. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Czech First Division. I don't know about you. Uh, so this is a stat that I was not aware of. Um, he had six saves in this game. Um, 
He's 25 years old, and he was honestly the first goalkeeper ever to command a $1 million transfer fee in the Czech First Division, which I know doesn't sound a lot, talking like English Premier League, Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, but if you're talking about it from a, a standpoint of a, of a smaller <laughs> league, like that's that's a significant amount of money. Um, so uh, I want to first off, actually, let's just start off with Terstegen first. Um, I want to start off with Terstegen. Uh, at 4.56, a player dribbles down the right side. Uh, he beats Lenglet. He goes in for the tackle, miss hits it, and Terstegen has to lean in and clear the ball from space with his hand near post. I think this is smart because he's such a high-level goalkeeper. From a decision-making standpoint, he doesn't panic. This isn't technically a save, but he's already leaning one way, and he just readjusts just to keep his the ball out and 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 live to see another day. You know, you got to be ready for these sorts of Absolutely. situations. You know, I mean, we d we train a lot with. Um I'm sure you do as well with re just balls getting redirected. And part of that is just control of your body and body positioning. It, it's all, they're always going to be deflections. If, if you kind of have the right body positioning, strength and energy in your body, you can all of a sudden switch and make those, those really quick reaction saves going the opposite direction. Oh yeah, and it, and it, I mean, it, and it's so important. Like here, we're, we're just, I just want to go back and look at it here. So look at this there. So, Right there, miss hit. That is not easy. That's not easy to it's do not, right and there. The thing that's not easy about that, and that's my point, most people, 90% of goalkeepers, would have totally committed. Mm -hmm. So he would have committed to, he was trying to get a jump on that slotted ball. He would have been on the ground. Yeah. Instead, he kind of held himself, caught himself with the one foot, and was able to change direction. Yeah. It's, an, it's a great save. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, it... it it's unfortunate that it doesn't count as a save, you know, because I think Trish Dagan should get credit. Us as goalkeepers, I want you kids out there, you know, listening to, to go back and see that and see why why that's so important. Um, all right, let's let's get back to Kolar right here. I've never really understood what, what doesn't doesn't count as a save, just to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. It's whatever the statisticians. <laughs> I think the statisticians say if they think it's going to be a goal-scoring opportunity and it's on frame, is that like the way it works? Obviously, they don't play goalkeeper. Of course not. Yeah, because if because if, if we had been going back to your episode last week, <laughs> you know, just organizing counts as a save, Absolutely. right there. Shot off frame, that's a save, hey, right if there. If I if I come out and I and I put enough pressure on a forward and they shoot it wide, that's a save. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a save in my opinion. <laughs> I close the space. Exactly. All right, uh, all right. Let's get let's go into the tenth minute right here. Uh, I want to go into this uh this, this Kolar situation right here. Uh, Jarakipe plays a great slip ball between two defenders to Nelson Semedo, who takes it himself towards the near post. Kolar comes out. He stays big and he's got great foot save, holding shape to play ball away and wide. He's got great focus and he doesn't bite too early, which is something that a lot of goalkeepers do. Yeah. Also, I like the fact that he takes enough forward progress to cut off the angle, but rather than coming all the way out and exposing the back post, he knows that he's already got his angle covered and then he holds position. Um, let's, let's watch this real quickly uh, on this moment right here. It was in the 10th minute. Here we go back. 20, no, 20, no, 21st. <laughs> all right. All right there, there it is. Okay, so here. So, tomato, boom. Kolar repositioned, one touch, save, right. boom, like that. And again, I, I don't have a problem with, with the save of the foot. Yeah. And I think he held his position well. He didn't get caught in no man's land. He kind of got himself, you know, reorganized to still cut off a really good angle. I don't think there was much to shoot at there. No, no, and I think that's why, and I think he recognized that too, and I yeah. think that's why he didn't approach more. Yeah. Because look at, if you initially look at the play, he was already he was high he, on his 18. Yeah, he had to he drop back. So coming back, but making sure you don't come back too far that you open the goal out so much 
He so he dropped to a six there. Right, and that, he, that's where he should have dropped to. Yeah, and then that's the save right there. I think no. Semedo was just thinking, okay, that near post, that's the all I got. Had he dropped back further, then the goal would have been, there's more to shoot at. He could have shot at that back post. Absolutely. Yeah, and then that's probably a goal right there. Yeah. So uh, so that's that's big time right there. Um, all right, let's move on uh, to the messy free kick, uh, bending to the near post. He takes no risk and just parries the wide, wide in front of post. Could push off and read to the flight bending, kept great shape with the ball as it was extending. Um I mean, obviously, this is a difficult angle, and it's a long-range shot for Messi, but it's Messi, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a chance either. I mean, <laughs> you know, you talk about catching the ball. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't try to catch this. I just, uh, I let this, uh, I let this be that situation, basically. Uh, and here, here it is, right here. So, Messi, look at that angle. Ball comes in near post. Just push that well, away. I have no problem with pairing that. Okay. Um, reason being is. I like how I'm like, okay, cool. Saskia <laughs> thinks it's cool. Then I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. Okay, the velocity the velocity that's coming, I'm sure there's a ton of movement on that ball. He's also under pressure. Everybody's crashing in, right? So if you, let's say you do try to catch it. If there's a bobble there, yeah. you're in trouble. Oh, you're in absolute so, trouble. You know, get it out. Yeah. When in doubt, get it out. And are you okay <laughs> with him going with the box there rather than the open hand? Um, yeah, I am. Okay. I am because I think he needed to, he needed to, the box gave him more power to really get it out. If he goes with the open hand here, look, he's under pressure right away. See? Yeah. Two-fisted so, box right yeah. away like that. And he, but he plays it to a good space. He plays it down line like that. So if there is a second ball. I'm good with the box there. Yeah, okay. I think the open hand, I think that's, it, he wouldn't have had enough power behind the ball. Okay. Okay, good. As long as, as, long as Saskia's cool with it, I'm, 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 I'm good with it right there. Um, all right. I want to talk about reading the game, okay? Because uh, this is this is something that we always say. <laughs> It's really important is uh, being able to read a, a great through ball and changing your shape, okay? Because a lot of times, a lot of goalkeepers, they stay in their set position right. like it's going to be a shot. Well, the great thing is Kolar reads the great through ball. Okay, this is like I think around the 42nd minute. Uh, Dembele to Semedo outside of the 18 and comes out. He reads it just right to smother. And I want everyone to go back and look at this and notice how he changes his shape. So he sees pass rather than shot. And he goes into that. Right. He goes into that. You know, sprinting shape, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't know if we need to really see the highlight of that, but I think everyone kind of gets the the idea of that. So um, we'll we'll move on from there. Um, okay. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about this right here. This is a really good save in the forty second here. Um, so I actually want to put this, pull this guy up here for everybody. I love how I say everybody like everybody's in the room right now, like we're doing a classroom setting. It's okay. Yeah, but I like it like that. It's a uh, it makes it a. Uh, it makes it more interactive. Um, that's not the one. Here we go. That's that's a goal. That's not the one. That's for sure. And here. That's a really good that breakaway smother. Just oh. so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So here it is. So um, there's that save right there from Messi. It's right after that one. Um, boom. Oh gosh, they really love to show that. Okay, here it is. Okay, cool. So. Coming in, PK with the point-blank header, sip away like that. Okay, look at his shape right there. Look at his shape when that ball comes in on that outswinger, and he's just in point-blank position. He stays big. He doesn't go right. down too soon, and because of that, he's able to push that ball because that ball was hit with power. I think the other thing that this is really, t this is really pinpoint. The other thing is, he, if you watch, he followed the ball. I tell, I tell, it's hard to do explain this, but. 
get to see where the ball is going to land first, right? So he, he adjusted. He followed the ball to his head. He didn't get caught coming, 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 then trying to set. He realized the ball is going out, dropped into position, wait forward, and big right away. Yeah. And that gave him the, the ability to make that save. Had he come across, had he followed the ball slowly across the goal, here comes the ball, here comes the ball, then tried to get into position, then he's moving backwards, you don't make that save. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's just one of those things where if you – second guess yourself or if you're hesitate in that situation you're done with right absolutely you're, you're done he with got, it. he adjusted right away yeah right into position um speaking of a uh, of, of unreal this dembele sombrero <laughs> ball in the 54th minute he lips literally loops this over like three dudes uh by dembele to roberto into open space it's a point blank save uh these are just one of those ones where you just kind of get back and you hope that it your body gets on the ball so when we look at it here we see the buildup. And look at this ball by Dembele. Look at that. That's ridiculous. And then just the toe bash by Roberto, and he just stayed big right there. So if we see in the replay right there in that situation, he tried to meg him in the middle after that. Li this lift is so world-class. It's ridiculous. And then look at that. But he just stayed big there. He didn't spread himself. And that's one of the concerns that I always see with a lot of young goalkeepers is big they try to spread. Big spread. Big spread, and then they just lift but the I ball. But I think underneath. a mistake that a lot of young goalkeepers make, in this, uh, goalkeepers make in this situation is that he realizes when that ball goes over the top, he starts to come, and then a lot of goalkeepers make the mistake of still trying to come. See what I'm saying? And then you're yep. running right by the player. We talked about that last week. Um, and then they're playing it low, and it passes right by you. Instead, he realized he was not going to get there. Yep. He was not going to get to the 50-50. It was a 70-30 ball, and he readjusted immediately, took a couple steps. Okay, here I am. Stayed big, able to make the save. Yeah. Um, and uh, so just shout out, honestly, to, uh, to Kolarv with just amazing game. I mean, there was more saves that we could go again and again. I mean, like just like with the Ben Foster one, we could be here all day just talking about the saves. But we want to go on to some games. And I know you guys have all been asking about this and saying, are you guys going to talk about Kepa? Are you guys going to talk about Kepa? And I said, yeah, he had a great uh, bottom hand save this weekend in the Premier League. They're like, no, that's not what we meant. Are you going to talk about Kepa? I said, yes, we're going to talk about the Chelsea-Ajax Champions League game, 4-4 uh, result. <laughs> One of the craziest games I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. I told, I told you. I fell asleep for 10 <laughs> minutes, and I woke up, and it, it were, <laughs> lost two players, and it was like 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Sorry, I fell asleep, but it uh, it was four to one at that point. I mean, it was it was literally one of the craziest games I've ever seen. And it so was. let's let's talk about the own goal because everyone wants to talk about it. Okay, Hakim uh, Hakim Zayek with an in swinging dangerous ball. He mishits, and rather than finding a back post player when he hits that that in swinging dangerous ball, it keeps bending to the back post. But because it's hit so high, and then drops suddenly, Kepa doesn't really have time to react and kind of drop steps to push. But mistimes it, hits his face, and we, and yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I got a lot. Of it, I got emails as well, or yeah, face or DMs. Um, one of the ones I, I didn't really like that much was the one that said, "Do you think his face is hurt or his ego is hurt?" Um, I had a coach say that to me once. Really? After, after I got knocked out. Oh my gosh! And a goal was scored. Jeez. And asked me like I had a concussion and said, "Hey, are you okay or is your ego hurt?" Um, I don't care that the ball hit him in the face. Yeah. We talked about this. Okay. Unfortunate. It happens. It'll never happen again probably in, in a lifetime or our lifetime of watching. There are other things wrong with this. You know, whether, first of all, it was a great, it was a great corner. Yeah. Right. Here and it is I, right here. Yeah. So. And then I told, well, it was a great free kick. And Look then I told, I didn't think he played, I didn't think he played it well. 
Okay, yeah. I think that he, I think he got kind of frozen in a sense. So look what his positioning is to right. start with right there. And you see where that ball's how, already going to yeah. the back post and look how deep he is already towards his near post right there. I don't, I don't think he's in the, I just don't think he moves. I think it gets hit and he kind of hesitates. He's flat footed there. And then the minute he hesitates, now he's playing catch up. Um, let's not take away, that's a hard bending ball period. Yeah. Um, and then I said he's 6'1", but that shouldn't matter either because, you know, I'm 5'9". Um, Sorry, we won't bring up your height. But um, but I, I I don't like the whole it hit his face and all that stuff. It happened, whatever. I think he could have done better on it, personally. Yeah. I think he could have gotten a better tip to it, um, better footwork, like we saw in the in the other, better footwork, and he would have made a save. So... Yeah, um, I mean, I think. Look, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be nitpicky here yeah. or any sort of thing because it's an unfortunate situation, and we've all been there. And honestly, uh, for for Zaya, that that was a that was a really well hit ball that he that he hit. Obviously, he didn't mean to probably put it Olympico style into the goal, but um, but I mean, it was. It happens. Yeah, it was one of those things. I mean, um, we don't pra you don't practice it, <laughs> like a ball hitting you off the face, like stuff like that. Like I said, I'm more concerned about things that will, he can do again, like a mistake he makes again, like if his positioning's wrong, if he doesn't use his footwork, if he's flat footed, than a ball hitting him off the face and going yeah. on the goal. So I want to talk about Andre Onana now because again, we're talking about. This has been a crazy game. You know, a lot of goals are being scored on. You know, who knows what's going to happen. His team's now down two players because of the red card. So you guys have to go back and watch this replay. It's it's just unreal. Uh, in the 89th minute, Jorginho uh, to Badishwai, uh on the half turn direct in the box. Basically, Jorginho just plays a direct ball in. Uh, Badishwai, who's got some big size to him, you know, he gets low with his shoulder. He drops forward. He hit kind of hits this ball, and then, honestly, Onana just has to do a shoulder drop forward to get his body behind and under the ball. It's hit well, too. I think it's a great save. I don't think people realize how difficult this save is right here as we see it right here. Look at this. The turn, the half turn, boom. That is such a hard save to make. Yes. Yeah. That's it's seven, eight yards, maybe? Yeah. Eight yards out. And he hit that. First of all, you're screened. So the minute he turns it by your player, so the minute he turns and shoots it, then it's the quick reaction. Look at that. And it takes a bounce. Yeah. So it's it's a great save. Yeah. It is. It, look, you're not always going to be perfect. Yeah. You know, I know that I'm like, well, I would have had to go two hands to the ball here yeah. and hold on to it. And he made the save, and it was a great save. He still got up for the second recovery. And, was, and he has it's such shows such good um, reflexes. Yeah. I mean, I think Andre Onana is one of the best young goalkeepers Absolutely. in the world right now. Um, I think, you know, I I, I mean. Ajax has a history of obviously developing guys and then selling them off. I'd, I I could see him playing in a big league very very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, all right. Let's uh let's kind of move on into uh into this next game here. This uh the Genk Liverpool game again. A guy I didn't really know a lot about. Uh, Gaetan Kuhé. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing good. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying my impressed. best here. Uh, <laughs> 21 years old. Uh, pretty impressive playing against uh, a Liverpool. Uh, for Genk. Uh, I didn't know much about this kid, uh, but boy, did he have a, a darn decent game. Uh, let's start in the first save in the 22nd minute. Uh, I'm not crazy about the spread save personally, uh, based on where this ball ended up. Uh, basically, what happens is Nabi Keita on the outside going to end line, tough angle, looking for the back post. But I, is the spread the best choice here? I personally think whenever you turn your back to somebody like that, that, that you're just opening yourself up, opening up that gap right there for a rebound. Um, let's see. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's watch that real quickly. Where the, where the heck did I put that? Did I put it in here? And, of course not. Why would I do that? that would, oh, no, I'm going to the Wikipedia. <laughs> Guys, this is, this, is, uh, this is why you tune in. 
Absolutely. For the for the fun right here. Okay, so let's go here. The twenty first minute. Stupid ads. Oh, oh hey, I want to go. What is that? Fiji. Robo. Oh. I don't know. We just gave them a free <laughs> ad. <laughs> we had to get through the advertisement. Yeah, we had to get, get through the first <laughs> advertisement first. Okay. So let's go. Um, boom, boom, boom. Okay, here it is. So ball's coming in. Okay, Oxlade Chamberlain right there to Nabi Keita. Here it comes. Here's the slip ball. I'm not crazy about that. I don't. I. That's that foot seat, and then yeah. he's on. Then he's on his heels again. And yeah, that and then he goes on his butt. And here's and where I don't like. See, look at this. He turns his body. I'm not crazy about like, that. Like, why are you doing the foot a futsal save here? Like, that's that futsal feet. Spread yourself. I'm um, stay big. Lean forward. Yeah. If you tip it out of bounds. Tip it out of bounds. But now you're on your butt. But look at and look at the space he played that ball into as well right. too. Like so, you know, we was just shouting this guy's praise for making these saves, but. But now you're on your butt, and then you're on your butt again. So, <laughs> you yeah. can't. You can't. As goalkeepers, you guys, you have to, as hard as it is, you have to keep your body weight. My eye watch, sorry. You have to keep <laughs> your, your body weight as much as you possibly can forward. Yeah. You don't want to end up on your backside because it, it takes a minute to get up from your backside. Yeah. And a lot can happen in that time. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on to this one right here. Um, this, is, this is one happens with basically Dovico Origi. Uh, right footed shot from outside the box is saved in the bottom right corner. Uh, Milner gives him this ball. But basically what happens is it's from distance. It takes a bounce and he covers, then gets the second ball. Um, bending the ball to the corner and just that little prep step to push, which I always talk about with my, my younger yeah. goalkeepers, it really saves the day for him due to the reset on the bounce. So let's, let's watch this real quickly as this happens here uh, with Origi. Uh, on this one right here. No, that's that's another phenomenal Ooh. goal. God, that was, a, that was unreal. Nothing stopping that. No. <laughs> Nothing to stop. You don't that. know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're just watching these together. headers. We're yeah. like, oh, what a goal. That was just unreal. <laughs> uh, but that makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what are they watching? Yeah. They're like, we need to watch this game. I had several opinions on this, <laughs> on a couple of his. Um, okay, so here's the one. Um, so here's the one, basically. Okay, here comes the ball to Origi, and he hits that ball, and it take, takes a drop, and then boom, like that. That's a tough save to make, in my opinion, um, because it hits the ground first. It has that skip, right? Yes. That ball's bending, skip, touch. Right. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, Professor S, uh, goalkeeper. Here we go. <laughs> so I, I've noticed this on several of his, uh, his saves. His stance, his gait is very wide. Okay. Okay, so and you're going to see it in an, uh, another one. Um, in a little bit, but when he sets, oh my gosh, he has sets, a ridiculously wide. I never really noticed that. Wide, wow, right? See, I'm it's like, like a said, deer. I'm like really, really technical about this stuff. Yeah. So because of that, he can't get the step, the quick step, and the push he wants to to get to that ball. Relies on his athleticism. That's why he's not holding the ball. If he's not, if his pre-stretch isn't, I can't get up and do this right now. But if you're not stretching so wide, how are you going to move laterally? Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's a great athlete, so he can still do it. I have a couple players that do this. Yeah. But ha if his gait was a little bit narrower, then he gets more of a push. Then he saves that ball. Then he holds on to it. Do you notice this with taller, skinnier goalkeepers that they have that big gait and, uh, and they get kind of complanted like that and they kind of just push? Maybe I don't. I don't know the skinny part. Okay. But I, <laughs> I I notice it with really athletic goalkeepers. Okay. Like that can rely on. Because they haven't had to adjust their footwork in a sense, because they come up with those like big saves. This this ball and there's another one earlier. Can um, later that he can hold, he can save this. He can save it and hold on to it with a smaller gate. 
Yeah, I, I think you might be right about that. So now I've got a completely different opinion about him. Uh, he's terrible. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, no, no I'm not kidding. I'm joking. Like, oh I'm joking. God. And I was thinking about this on the way over. <laughs> I was like, if I bring this up, I mean, I'm going to start getting hate mail. <laughs> like, yeah, Gaetan Coquet is not going to have you on the, the Genka official fan club. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, um, all right, let's go on to somebody we, we all everybody's familiar with, and that is uh, Allison Becker. Again, uh, there, I think there's I, another one, and that's the other one when he's too wide. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and look, look, look at Klopp right there. But okay. it's true. You'll see if you guys keepers go back and watch the replays. Please go back and watch honestly. And look at what I'm talking about. And s- notice if you do it. Like you know what I think I'm going to start doing. I think I'm going to start including the uh, the highlight clips in the show notes so that everybody can just go to these links while they're watching the yeah. epi- while they're watching the episode. And like slow it down and look at it and understand like try to understand. Well, he still made the save, but there he can make a better save. There doesn't need to be a rebound or a corner kick or anything on this and. These are like the little, little things that make a difference. So, okay, so here, let's go to Allison Becker, okay? This is, here's my thing with Allison Becker, and then why a lot of people who aren't goalkeepers don't understand why he's so good. He makes everything look easy, and because he makes everything look easy, it's not flashy, it's not exciting. But, again, Genk has been completely bombarded by Liverpool. Mm-hmm. They're barely, barely getting any shots on goal whatsoever, so... Allison essentially is not really doing anything. But what happens basically is Casper Denoria plays a great lifted ball over to Liverpool defenders to Brian Heinen, uh, who then quickly shoots. And Allison, whose positioning is absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. he has very little movement necessary because his positioning is so good, just redirects the ball. It's just top-level keeping. It's simple and efficient. Uh, if we watch it right here, look. So here's that ball. Ball's played in. Oh, look at that. And just ba- he had barely had to do anything there. And I think, again, his positioning. He, you know, he started to, uh, I can't get there. He repositioned himself properly. But again, this is what we're talking about. It's so hard when you're not doing anything in the game to still have your timing and still have your focus. And he did, and he came up with a big save. Yeah. So um, I think that was absolutely phenomenal on, on Allison's part. And then obviously, shout out to, to Koke for, for a big game. Uh, guys, that's the end of our uh, Champions League Part 1 uh, wrap-up. But we're going to do it Part 2 probably tomorrow. Uh, there's just so many darn games. There's only so much time. Saskia's only got so much time, and, and we want to get to another topic for another episode in a second here. So, uh, guys, contact at insidethe18media.com if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion. Um, and you can always reach out to Saskia Weber. I believe it's just at Saskia Weber yep. uh, on social medias. And uh, that's all the time. We're out. Later. Yeah.